I'm Marianne Kolbesak McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Tom Pasek, CIO of Inspira Health in Southern New Jersey, about vendor security risk management. Inspira includes three hospitals, a comprehensive cancer center, and several multi-specialty health centers. So Tom, for starters, what are the key vendor security risk management challenges that your organization has been dealing with and why? Vendor risk security is a challenge for, for all healthcare systems. As you know, HIPAA came out early on in 2008, 2009, and it has been a challenge for us to just keep our security, have our programs in place and our security tools and mechanisms to protect our data. But now, and back then as well, the laws related to the vendors as well to protect our data. Now, that's great. It puts the onus on them to protect our data, but it does not take the onus off of us once our data is in their hands. It requires us, and here comes the challenge, it requires us to make sure that they have the proper tools, policies, procedures, practices in place to do the same thing that we would do with our data. They need to be doing it as well. And that is a challenge because uh, we're not in their organizations. We don't know exactly what they're doing. We're, we're trusting our vendors are complying with the regulations and doing all the right things by our data. But it is a challenge for us to monitor that. And today we do that in various different ways. We use tools to evaluate a vendor even before they become a vendor of ours. So we get a business associate agreement, which we have with every single one of our vendors. We're 100% compliant with that. Every vendor has an agreement with us. And then we take it a step further and we ask a bunch of questions. So we have a security assessment, what we call a HIPAA BA screening assessment that we send to every single vendor that's going to be working with us. And quite frankly, depending on how they score on that on that sheet, and we're hoping they're, they're being honest, and we build this into our contract so it becomes part of our contract to hold them accountable. Depending on how they, they answer these questions determines, in our mind, how much risk we are taking on with that vendor and how secure and how up-to-date their policies and procedures and practices are when they're handling our data. So, Tom, when you are assessing the vendor security risk What sorts of things are you looking for? Again, like we would use the types of tools that they're using to make sure that their employees have proper logins and sign on and authority to access our data, that they're keeping our data uh, private and confidential, that they're encrypting our information so that when they have access to it or if they're, for whatever reason, exposing it to other organizations or if they're exposing it to the Internet, that they have the proper security and uh, encryption procedures and practices on it. So we're looking for them to be as compliant as we are when we handle our data. And the challenge for us is that, and it comes with those vendors, but for us is they handle, each vendor has a different way of dealing with our data. For instance, some data we send to them and they're processing our data. That is the highest level of risk for us. We're sending our data to them. They're doing something with it, like processing it and maybe generating bills and sending them out to our patients for us. So they have total control of that data of ours and what happens to it. So that to me is the highest level of risk. There's others where they're just storing the data for us. So they really have no need to touch the data other than it's sitting there in their cloud and making it accessible for us to access the data. So they have to keep it protected so nobody else is getting at it, but they're really not touching it much. So that's why we consider that more of a medium level risk. And then there's others where they're just 
touching the data. It's really, at most cases, it's sitting at our place and on our servers and our environment. But they're a vendor of ours, and they're supporting an application. So their employee might be dialing in to troubleshoot the application. And so it incidentally, they would come across the data because they're trying to troubleshoot a problem. And that's probably the lowest level of risk because most of that's under our control, and we're providing them access the information and hoping they're just following good practices and they're just viewing the data and they're not taking it and storing it in their location when they're not supposed to be. So each of those scenarios comes with different levels of risk. So they all get the same assessment from us as to what, what kind of tools and practices they have. But the way they would answer those questions, the acceptable answers would be different for each of those scenarios. So, Tom, with that said, what sorts of problems has your organization had in the past with vendor, third-party related breaches? We have been, knock on wood, very fortunate that we haven't had many incidents at all. The only incident we've actually had in the past is a uh, vendor came on site, their employee came on site and was troubleshooting one of their stations at our facility. So it was in our facility, it was their equipment, but it was in our facility and it had our data on it. And they were in the process of troubleshooting. They took a snapshot of the data, put it on their laptop, left it sitting in their car, and their car got broken into, and the laptop got stolen and had data on it. And unfortunately, their process was that their data, anything that was on their laptop was encrypted. That was by practice and policy, and that was not the case on this particular laptop. That it did not, they failed to follow their own practice and policies and caused a data breach where, you know, information was available. I don't, we don't believe it was ever really accessed, but we still had to go through the breach notification process and, and report it as an incident. So they had, according to their practices, according to the survey that they filled out, the questionnaire that they filled out, they had the right practices in place. And for whatever reason, this particular laptop did not have the, policy installed on the laptop. So again, no matter how good, you know, there, there's no silver bullet here, Marianne, in, in dealing with vendors and their risks. We do the best effort we possibly can, and that's why we have business associate agreements that hold the vendors accountable to take care of our data so that they're just as liable as we are when it comes to accountability of protecting the data. So Tom, you've mentioned the assessments that you do of your vendors and looking to see if they match sort of the level of compliance that you're looking for. What are some of the benchmarks in terms of that compliance? Is it HIPAA compliance? Is it, you know, measuring against any particular framework? What are you looking at? It is HIPAA compliant, and we do look at, you know, the InfoSec practices for HIPAA, and we apply those. We do because we're not a huge organization with a big security team, so we, we use outside help with some of that as well. So we've used some, uh, we've gathered our questionnaire from some best practices of other organizations and other vendors that are in the space that do these types of assessments to create the questionnaire that best works for us. But yes, it, it does follow HIPAA guidelines and uh, InfoSec security guidelines as well. So it's not onersome. Uh, we've seen some of these that could be 20 pages long. <laughs> And quite frankly, you try to do that, you're not going to get much compliance from the vendor and even filling out one of those questionnaires. So our questionnaire is, I believe it's about 28 questions that we use. So we try to streamline it as much as possible, but get to the, to the meat of the subject. And then if, in fact, we are going to move forward with a vendor, we will, depending on that level. So if they're, a, if they're at a high risk where they're really processing our data, we will send them a follow-up questionnaire after that with some more detail. 
But again, to engage with the vendor and get cooperation, we start off with a little more streamlined application assessment to try to get compliance with them to complete this. Not every vendor wants to do that. And quite honestly, if they don't do it, we don't do business with them. As simple as that, you have to follow the process in order to do that. And, you know, we've had some people upset in our organization because they really wanted a vendor. And Quite frankly, they just weren't up to speed. They weren't ready. They weren't prepared to deal with our information and security practices that are required in healthcare. And so we've turned vendors away and people have, have gotten on board in, in our organization that they realize that that has to happen. And now many of them will reach out to us ahead of time saying, hey, I'm starting to look at this. This vendor for this purpose, can you send me your assessment so we can at least get that out of the way ahead of time and start that process? That's been pretty good compliance within our own organization for using the tool, as well as the vendor starting to comply with this. And so, Tom, looking ahead, are there any particular steps that your organization is considering to take to improve its vendor security risk management or any recent steps that have shown improvements versus in the past in dealing with your vendors? Yes, we are. We're trying to step it up because, again, this is time-consuming, too. You know, we gotta we got to evaluate feedback from this. We have to have people involved in doing this. So to streamline the process a bit is there's new vendors, tools, and, and solutions out there that we're starting to look at. And it's really about evaluating the risk of the vendors. Well, before we even get into this, there's, there's actually what they call now the cybersecurity risk rating type solutions out there. So there's vendors on the market that'll go out and they're actually basically benchmarking vendors against each other as to how well they comply with security standards. And so we have recently started to look at vendors like this to add to our program and our ability to monitor. So it'll, they'll basically go out there and do hacking of vendors and basically all the kinds of things that could infiltrate a system and penetrate and uh, find holes and gaps in a security plan, these vendors are out there doing that. And what they're doing is taking that information and matching vendor against vendor and saying, this vendor is really, really strong. You know, 90% of the time we can't, you know, we can't penetrate. They're, they're compliant. This vendor, you know, we got into this, we got into that. We're able to absolutely break through their firewalls and all these different things that they measure against. And so we're finding that very valuable because now it allows us to do our homework ahead of time. So if somebody wants to look at a vendor, we can turn to this vendor risk rating system and start to look up, how has this vendor done in the past? And they're starting to mature enough so that we have trends now. So you can actually see like a particular vendor, how did they rate last year? Like say fourth quarter of 18, and now I see what they did in the first quarter of 19 and the second quarter of 19, and see if their trends getting better, are they getting more and more compliant? Which tells us that we're dealing with a vendor that takes this very seriously. So it's coming of age. We just started looking at it, I would say the beginning of this year, started looking at these vendors in the space, and are actually working with a vendor now to use this technology. So this gets, like I said, gets out ahead of it. And we know pretty much ahead of time before we even engage with the vendor with our security assessment to say whether this organization really takes security seriously. And finally, Tom, looking ahead to next year, what's topping your list of information security priorities? I really think we're just reevaluate our plan every year. We have, like I said, we use outside companies to help us stay apprised of what we're doing and how and how well we're doing at it. We use different companies to do the same assessment, 
but some companies are you know, looking at certain things a little more stringently than others. So we do use a variety of companies to do our assessments, and we try to remediate. That's our plan is we remediate anything that's found in our gaps. And then we build our plans accordingly for the following year. So we'll do an annual assessment. We usually get our results in September, which is just in time for our budget season for budgeting for the following year. And we build our security plan and strategy for the following year based on what comes back on those assessments and where our gaps are, what we need to, to bolster. So that's kind of how we build our plan for the future. There's nothing specifically that comes to mind other than we're going to get a little more robust with these, these rating systems because we're going to do that against ourselves as well. So that's one of the new things we're going to do in 2020 is we're going to take this cybersecurity risk rating and we're going to do it against ourselves and how we compare with the uh, competition or the local hospitals in our area to make sure our plans are up to speed with what everybody else is doing in our area. Thanks, Tom. I've been speaking to Tom Pasek. I'm Marianne Kolbesek-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.